Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on the, <clears throat> the top of page, Kufiud Zayin 117, three lines on the top in the middle of the line. Um, we've just been speaking about that now we don't have Karbanis anymore, that the sages enacted the prayer in the place of Karbanis, which is the idea of of being makriv, being bringing up the animal soul instead of the animal actual animal sacrifice, bringing up the animal soul as a sacrifice to Hashem, um, refining it, uplifting it, that it should become absorbed in the fiery love of the godly soul. And that is a corresponding to the four levels of prayer which are Psuki the Zimra, the blessings of the blessing, um, the verses of praise, blessings of the Shema, then the Shema, and then the, and then the Shemina Esrei, the standing amid the prayer. That through all these four stages, you uplift and you refine the animal soul. And then we brought this verse that says Ruach Gedolav Chazok, a very strong, um, a very a great strong wind uh, uproots uproots mountains and breaks rocks. And then it says, but the Shem is not within this this Ruach. And after this Ruach, after this wind, this comes a great noise, but Hashem is not within that noise. And after the noise comes fire, but Hashem is not within the fire. And after the fire comes a sound of this very uh, quiet sound. And then the Zayar says, that's where the king comes, in that quiet sound. So then we said that these, there's actually four stages in this verse, which correspond to the four stages in prayer. So the Ruach, when it says that the, there was a great strong Ruach wind, that refers to the verses of praise, which explains about in the verses of praise, we talk about the creation of all the worlds, higher and lower worlds, they're all created from nothing to something. And the source of all the creation is just from the Ruach Piv, the spirit of Hashem's mouth, the breath of his mouth, just like this wind like we're talking about in the verse. And all the worlds are just created by the, the word of Hashem, the speech of Hashem, and that implies that they're just nothing compared to Hashem himself, just like one, the speech of a person nothing compared to his essence of his soul. And that is what you're supposed to concentrate on during the verses of praise, how it's so amazing that Hashem creates everything from nothing to something, and how everything is just created just through a mirror achas, through one um, utterance of Hashem. Um, and that's what it says, Ruach is Gedoyla, this, this wind of the of the Zimra is so strong to uproot mountains and break rocks, referring to the breaking the chumrius, the coarseness of the animal soul. That's why it's called psuki the zimra, zimra melashon l'zameraritzim, to cut down the thorns, that's speaking to the, speaking about the thorns that of the animal soul, the coarseness of the animal soul. The psuki the zimra is benunus, has that power to break down the coarseness, to refine the coarseness of the animal soul. And after the ruach, it says there is a rash, a great noise, that's referring to the blessings of the shma, of yoytzer, the first blessing of the Shema, which speaks about the nullification of the angels that they sing to Hashem, and the Srafim say, the Srafim, the higher level angels say Kaddish, with a great excitement and the great fiery love and, and desire to cleave to Hashem. And 
the Fanim Chaisikidish, the lower level angels are this great rash. And that is the why are they experiencing these different things and why are they saying Kaddish? Why are they experiencing this great noise? That is because of their contemplation, how the 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 infinite essence of Hashem is totally removed from them and is not grasped in their comprehension at all, not perceived by them at all. And they only have the ability to perceive the source of their life force, which is from Malchus of Atzilus. That is the level which encloses them in an eternal way, just like a person understands the comprehends, perceives the, the life force of his soul, so too the angels understand their own life force, which comes from that level of Malchus. And that is only an external ray, but not the essence of their the infinite not the infinite essence of Hashem, which is totally removed from them. That's why they say Kaddish. Kaddish to imply Kaddish and holiness implies removedness. And that is the reason why the Afanim and Chaisikidish are at this great noise, that from the aspect of the energy of Hashem which is enclosed within them, which they appreciate, what they perceive, they're not so they don't get so excited about because that's what something which is just um uh, natural to them, but something, but from the infinite essence of Hashem, which is totally removed from them, that's how they get all excited and make all this noise. And the Serafim, the higher level angels, being that they do understand a little bit, at least the, a little bit about this holiness and the removedness of Hashem, they are in a state of rotze, of yearning to become absorbed in that whole, in that uh, infinite holiness. And um, the Ifanim, the lower level angels, that they only know. They know that there is something holy, but they don't understand it at all, and they don't have any revelation from that holiness. Therefore, they're in a state of um, rash, um, and they say Baruch. Blessed be the glory of Hashem from its place, meaning blessing in the sense of they want to draw that down because they don't get it at all. Whereas the Surafim, they do get a little bit of it. They understand a little bit of that. They have a little bit of revelation of Hashem's infinite holiness. Therefore, they say Kaddish because they appreciate it. Starting on the top now, three lines in the top, in the middle. So when we contemplate this, these ideas we just spoken about during the um, blessings of the Shema, how the infinite essence of Hashem is totally removed from everything, and we we appreciate how the angels, and that even the highest level angels, can't really get that. And the lower level angels are in a state of rash, of great noise, because they see that there is something which is totally above them, but they don't get it at all. So that contemplation brings about an inner movement in the animal soul. I mean, it gets your animal soul to move out of, its, out of itself and to, to get out of its, uh, its limitations. Usually the animal soul just stays in its own animalistic nature, just being drawn after physicality. When you contemplate these things, which, which we're speaking about during the blessing of Shema, you cause that the animal soul should move a little bit, should be in a state of movement to, of, you know, retreat, getting out of its limitations, of its external form, which is just this idea that it's only drawn out to physicality. But when you contemplate these ideas, you cause it to get out of that external form, that limitation. Through the contemplation of the verses of praise, you only bring about an um, engravement, an engraving on the outside of the animal soul. Meaning, it's not a hazaz it's not you're not causing the actual animal soul to be removed out of its nature. You're just causing a refinement in the coarseness of the animal soul. But through the aforementioned contemplation during the verses of or during the blessings of Shema about the nullification of the angels, you bring about an inner movement, an inner movement of the animal soul, um, causing the animal soul itself to want to get out of its own limitations and not just to refining the outer layers of it. 
because the source of the animal soul actually comes from the um, which literally translates the animals of the chariot, like the chariot, the divine chariot with Yechezkel saw in his vision. It says that there's the face of the lion, face of the ox, face of the eagle, face of man. And that is actually the source for the, um, those are actually the angels that we're speaking about here. These are the angels um, of the Ifanim Chayes the Chayes, the angels which are called Chayes animals. And the source of all animals, including even the source of the animal soul, comes from there. And therefore, since the source of the animal soul is from those angels which we're contemplating about during the blessings of the Shema, and from the Shmori Ho'ifanim, and also from the leftovers, the dregs from the Ifanim, the lowest level angels, meaning the actual source of the animal soul is only through a very, very, you know, a lot of diminishments and contractions of that, of the divine energy which comes from the angels and is translated you know, eventually into this animal soul, which is which can be even drawn after physical things, which is the opposite of how these angels are. That's because it comes to many contractions. That's the idea of the dregs of the Ephanim, the leftovers from that level of the Ephanim, the lowest level angels. So being that, but at least their source, their you know spiritual source starts there in the angels. Therefore, when we contemplate the angels' self-nullification to Hashem, that also affects the animal soul in a totally different way, that it actually gets the animal soul itself to move out of its coarseness, and not just refining the outer layers, the outer layers of the animal soul, but not actually affecting the animal soul itself. Here we actually affect the animal soul itself. But still, about this um, stage of prayer, of the contemplation about the nullification of the angels during the lessons of the Shema, it says that Hashem is not found within that noise, which is brought about from that, contempl- that contemplation, like we said. Um, that so it says Leberash Havaya that Hashem the Yudke Vavke uses that name of Hashem is not found within that noise. Leberchinas Havaya Bishleim is not the shame um, of the name of Hashem Yudke Vavke and its complete the completeness. Rak Vavke only the what is found within that noise the Vavke the the two last letters of Hashem's name the Vav and the Hey and not the Yud and the Hey the first two letters. The Gamchinas Vav. And even that letter Vav, which is um, found within this rash, this noise of the angels, even that letter Vav, it only shines upon the angels, it illuminates upon the angels in a, a, a makiftic way, in a way, an encompassing way, which meaning in a way which doesn't become revealed within them, just stays above their perception. Like we said before, that when they say Kaddish, Kaddish, that's referring to the Vav, Shalomaylami Hey, because the angels usually receive from the Hey of the name of Hashem, which is Malchus of Atilis. That is the source of their life force, their internal life force. Whereas this Kaddish, Kaddish, which is uh, with the Vav, not just Kaddish, it's Kaddish, a Vav between the Dalad and the Shin, that refers to this level where they're trying to draw down from that holiness of Hashem. So we see that this, this is not the Leberash Havaya. The whole Havaya is not here. Only the letters of Vav and Hey. And the Vav, even the Vav, doesn't shine within the angels in an internal way. It's encompassing that meaning. It doesn't become totally absorbed within them, which that would be a lot better because then it would totally affect them. Then, after the verse says, after the um, noise, Eish, there comes a fire. That is referring to the second blessing of the Shema, which is a blessing before the Shema, which is the blessing of the Avasalem, the eternal love or the love of the world. And also referring this this level of the um, 
fire refers to the actual Shema itself. Which now we're, we're getting over not just, just the service of the angels, like, like we spoke about in the first blessing of the Shema, but now we're speaking about the service of the actual souls. With a great love, a fiery love. Which this fiery love comes about through the soul's contemplation of the oneness of Hashem and how Hashem is the only true, not just that Hashem is the only ruler and the only thing which controls everything and conducts the world, but rather He is the only true existence and everything else is totally nullified and unified within that existence. And this is what we mean when we say, listen, Israel. Which refers to a Shema when it says that you should hear. It doesn't really literally mean hear. It means you should comprehend and you should understand that every Jewish soul, Yisrael, every Jewish soul should understand how that Hashem is truly one, the only true existence. And through that, that he comes to that understanding of that in a deep way, that Hashem is the only true existence. Everything else is totally nullified and doesn't have any true existence. Then he's brought about, like it says, after the Shema, you shall love Hashem with all your heart. And that he becomes aroused with a great love and a desire to become absorbed within that true oneness of Hashem because he realizes that is the, Hashem is the only true existence and all physicality and everything else, even the highest worlds, have no true existence because their existence is solely absorbed and subsumed within Hashem. Therefore, it brings about that you should want to... Um, Become absorbed within that truth. Okay, do as it's known. As it's known in general that from the the idea of bina, from understanding and comprehension, that brings about excitement and a desire to a yearning to become absorbed within Hashem. So, from this understanding of the great of the oneness of Hashem, brings about a yearning to become absorbed within the oneness that 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 ultimate truth. And this is the stage where it's called the fire, like we said, um, but this comes to Eish, the fire. And why is it called fire? Because this is where you're arousing a fiery yearning and love to become absorbed in the oneness of Hashem. And in, in, in this fire, the animal soul becomes burned up. Not just that you're, you're causing him to move out of his limitations and to move out of his nature, but you're actually causing the actual animal soul to become burned up, to become totally absorbed within godliness. Like it says, we say that you shall love Hashem with all your heart, and it says not which implies that there is two hearts here, meaning with both your inclinations, with your good inclination, your evil inclination, with your um, godly soul and your animal soul. Even the um, evil inclination, the animal soul, comes to a level of love, a fiery love to godliness. That is the becoming absorbed becoming subsumed and burnt up by the fiery love of the godly soul. Nevertheless, still, Hashem is not within this fire. The Iker Shem Avaya, which we said before, this refers to the, the name of Hashem, the Yudke Vavke. The Iker Shem Avaya, the Hu Hayud Hashem Avaya, the main aspect of the name of Hashem, which is Yudke Vavke, is the first letter of that of that name. Always the first letter of a word is the, uh, the main idea, which stands for that whole word. So the main idea of the Shem is in the Yud, but here we're at the third stage of the prayer. We're still about the idea of contemplation, of comprehension, of understanding. And that is the first hey of the name of Ayah, which refers to Bina. So that is what this stage is all about. We said it's Shema Yisrael, Shema is Lashon Havana, understanding. Kanshu, Bina, Eine, Meir, Bezeh, Shlemus, Shem is still, we don't have this 
the illumination of the completeness of the name of, of Hashem Yudke Vavke, which is the real name of Hashem, which is Yudke Vavke, is is, um, is the Yud. We only have the Hey here, the first Hey. Ba'achre Ha'esh. Now, after this fire of the blessings of the Ava Salem, of the blessing of Shema and Shema, Kildmamadaki, of this sound of a very quiet noise. Tamon Kosi Malkon Azar says that's where the king is really is truly found. That's where Hashem is truly found. Shehu Shem Avaya B'Shleim Meaning, what does it mean the king is truly found? That's where you have the true, complete idea of Shem Avaya, the Yud, even the Yud, the Chokma. The Torah of that mean that is referring to the Kail. What is this Kamel Kail Dumamadaka? The sound, the voice, the quiet voice is referring to the voice of learning Torah. Why? Because why does that refer to the first letter of the Yud of Shem Avaya, which you said that's the main idea of Shem Avaya? Because the Torah is drawn out from the Chokma of Hashem, which is Chokma Vatzilus, the wisdom of Hashem. The Torah is Hashem's wisdom. Which is the Yud of and regarding the Torah, it says, <coughs> My words which I have placed within your mouth, the mouth of the person learning, that these are actually Hashem's words, meaning the words of the essence of the infinite energy of Hashem that's being placed within the person's mouth when he's speaking the words of learning Torah. Like it says, on the verse, Dvar Hashem, the, the Gemara, uh, the sages com- comment, what is it Dvar Hashem referring to there? The words of Hashem, this is referring to actual halacha, the uh, Jewish law. The halacha is the Tirish Bapeh, Dvar Hashem Mamish, that the laws of the oral Torah are actually the words of Hashem, the words of the infant essence of Hashem. And those are being placed within the person's mouth when he's learning Torah. Like in the Gemara, when it says that the, the sages of, of the yeshiva of Shammai, Say one opinion, and the sages of the yeshiva of Hillel say another opinion. This is really not the sages speaking. This is really the words of Hashem, which are being revealed and channeled through their mouths. Because um, obviously they weren't saying their own words; they were saying the wisdom of Hashem, how they derived it according to the different rules of the exegesis of the Torah. And nothing was of their own opinion; it was all based off the the wisdom of the Torah. So this is really just the words of Hashem speaking through them. Like the sages say in this verse, open your mouth, widen your mouth, and I'll fill it up. What is that referring to? It's referring to the words of Torah. Open up your mouth, and I'll fill it with my words. That's what it says about this, that this killed Mamadaka, this uh, very quiet voice of the learning of Torah, which is referring to the... Um, yeah, the words of Hashem going through your mouth when you're learning Torah, that is where the king comes. If the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem. Why is it called this uh, this very quiet voice? Because it's a quiet voice because when you're learning Torah, it's, you're learning with the, the utmost state of bittel, uh, of self nullification surrender to Hashem. Like it says in the verse, the sages say on this verse, Tan Lashani, my my tongue should answer your words, Hashem. And the sages say, like you're just like when you're learning Torah, you're just like answering after what somebody the caller is saying, what somebody is saying. You're not saying your own words. When you're learning Torah, it's just like you're saying over Hashem's words. And when you learn Torah with that appreciation, with that uh, perspective, that it's not me being mechadish things and being you know coming up with ideas and and you know making up new concepts. It's really just, I'm trying to understand the words of Hashem. When you learn Torah with that humility and that realization, 
that is you're just like saying the words of Hashem, and that's the ultimate bittel, and that's why it's the quiet. It's a quiet voice. It's not a loud voice pronouncing your existence. It's a quiet voice, a, hum- a humble voice, realizing that I'm saying the actual words of Hashem. This is like we explained before about the ruach chaim, the spirit of life, um, which is the main vitality of the person, which is drawn down from the brain to the heart. And this is the idea of the joy of the heart. This ruach chaim, which is drawn down from the brain to the heart, this is this idea of the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem through learning Torah. And this is referring to the drawing down from the infant essence of Hashem. Like we said, the Atika Stima, the hidden Atik, the inner core of Keser, which is really like the, the infant essence of Hashem, is shi- shines within the brain. And that is this idea of the Ruach Chaim, which is in the brain, connecting back all the way back to the inner core of Keser, the infant essence of Hashem. And this is also the similar idea, the idea of this quiet voice of learning Torah, which is the voice of the Torah, which is drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem. In parentheses, so we can say that this idea we spoke about before, the Shem and Lamar, oil to be an illuminary, that was speaking about the Teresh Bechsav. When you learn Teresh Bechsav, that's the idea of Moshe bringing the illuminary closer to your soul, that it should be able to be aroused of the great love which is brought about by Ard, and we spoke about before. But first, you need Moshe's job to bring down the illuminary, to bring it closer to you, to bring the flame closer to the um, spark, that the spark should be drawn down, drawn up to that flame. And we could say, that. what is that idea of Moshe's job, bringing that, the source of light, um, Closer, which is the Chachma Stima, which is basically the revelation of the uh, Chachma of Atzilas down, or the inner core of Chachma Atzilas down to you. That is through learning the written Torah. But here we're speaking about Mekam, Here we're speaking about the oral Torah, through learning oral Torah. Gemara and Halacha, that is how you're bringing down actually the infinite essence of Hashem, not just the inner core of Chachma. So that is the the quiet voice of learning Torah, drawing down the atom state and safe. And also, the same idea is accomplished through the, that was, we were, until now we were speaking about the stages of prayer. That was not a stage of prayer, that was learning Torah after prayer. Like it says, me, basic Knesset, the basic Medrash. From the shul, you go to basic Medrash, to the learning house of study. But the last, this also, this, this quiet voice also refers to the Shemina Esrei, Vichain Shemina Esrei, Gam Kim Bichinas Kildwamadaka, is also this quiet voice. And it's in a mode of um, ascent from below to above. Instead of where we're learning Torah, where you're, you're pulling down from above to below the revelation of the essence of Hashem. Here, the person through the stage of prayer is at the highest level. Prayer it's, is all in a mode of ascent. As the person uplifting his animal soul to become absorbed in Hashem. So this is the highest level of the ascent in the Shemayin Asri. Uh, and you're upset, ascending all the way to the atmosphere. But even in the Shemineser, there is also an idea of Amshacha, just like there is when learning Torah, drawing down Baruch Atavaya. When we say all the blessings, the eighteen blessings, you say Baruch Atavaya. Blessed are you, Havaya. This is a, referring to the drawing down. Baruch always refers to drawing down of the infinite essence of Hashem, like we will explain. But in order that there should be this idea of the drawing down of the of the quiet voice 
which basically we spoke about, which is the um, infinite essence of Hashem through learning Torah, in order that there should be that drawing down, just like we spoke about before, that the Simchas Libay, the drawing down from the, basically the brain of Hashem into the heart, into all of creation. This is the joy of the Hashem's heart. In order that to bring that about, it's only through the uplifting and the bringing of this animal sacrifices, so too now in our stage, which we don't have any animal sacrifices, in order to draw down the infinite essence of Hashem through learning Torah and through the Shemitah Esrei, uplifting yourself to that infinite essence, the tefillah, that's only through the ascent of prayer, for, meaning through all the first stages of prayer, that's the only way you can access that that infinite essence of Hashem through the Shemitah essay or through learning Torah after prayer. Shaman Azal, Sandal, Kesher, Ksarim, Lekreinim, Etfilosein, Shal Yisrael. Like the sages say that this Malach, this angel called Sandal, uh, makes crowns, he connects crowns to Hashem uh, through from the prayers of Israel. What does that mean? Who in That's now returning to the first verse that this, uh, we spoke about earlier. The a verse we, we mentioned earlier about the crown, which his mother had crowned him, referring to the on the day of the joy of his heart. So, only through the ascent of the three stages of prayer beforehand, that's how you can access this the sound of the quiet voices, the drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem, meaning through the ascent of prayer, which that is expressed in this saying of the sages that this angel called Sandal is making crowns for Hashem from the prayers of Israel. And that is the same idea like we said, we brought we brought earlier from the verse, which speaks about this, um, so it says, with the crown that his mother crowned him with, referring to Hashem, that his mother, which seemingly is going to be referring to the Jewish souls, are crowning Hashem with a certain crown. Like we said, that this angel uh, makes crowns for Hashem from our prayers. So that part of the verse is referring to the crown which this angel is making through our prayers. And that is in the day of the joy of his heart. So we're going to explain now how this statement of the sages about this crowning Hashem is referring to that this whole act, being able to access this drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem through the Shemayna Essay and through Torah is only through the ascent of prayer. So the explanation of the idea is a crown is made up of fine stones. But which in essence, there really is no... They, these stones are from the lowest aspect of, a di- of existence, from the inanimate objects of a stone. But their special quality is that they are shiny stones, stones or fine stones, shiny stones. There's two types of crowns. Those crowns which are made up of fine stones, which these stones are they're shiny and refined by their very nature, by their very essence. That's how they were created. That's how they were always have have been. And habayz, the second type of crowns show uh, that these this crown is made up of stones, which the shininess within these stones is like comes about only through the person a person or finding these stones, polishing them, etc. Like we spoke about earlier in the mimer. And the main beauty and the main beauty is only in, in these second types of stones, in the second type of crown, which is made up of these stones, which you have to polish. 
Being that the second type of crown, which is made up of these refined stones, which is refined and polished by the person, um, these stones are a lot more, they're shiny and they um, sparkle, with many sparkles and different, different types of um, colors of light. Being that they are polished by a person, and they, I guess, that brings about within them a lot of different types of sparkling and different colors, etc. Whereas a stone which is just created um, shiny doesn't have that many different uh, types of light that sparkle and shine through it. It reminds me a little bit like a prism, which is a stone which you you know make shiny and has different types of rainbow colors that come out through it. And that's why this is the main type of uh, crown, which is be- the main type of beauty, uh, beautiful crown, only with these types of stone, which is polished by a person. These two types of crowns are really just an analogy for the written Torah and the oral, the oral Torah. The letters that we spoke about earlier in the beginning of the Mimer, that letters are compared to stones. So these letters of the written Torah, they are called supernal letters, meaning letters that are just um, holy in and, of them, in and of themselves. They're created that way holy because they're obviously the word of Hashem. And it is the, Torah, the written Torah is called a refined, clear wisdom. Which is referring to the level of Shema, which is basically Chokma of Atzilas, meaning to say that this this is a level of wisdom, of, of supernal wisdom, which is just refined and holy in its very essence, and has nothing to do with with our abilities down here, with our understanding down here. Whereas the oral Torah, like we're going to say, does. The letters of the oral Torah, these are letters which were refined and beca- and have become included within the Torah. Not that they were, they were not included in the Torah by, you know, from the very beginning. Hashem didn't say, so to say, um, speak these words like he did the whole Torah, the written Torah. These are, t- these are words which were, this, which are regular words said by people, but refined, uplifted, because the people that said them, the Tanoim Amiroim, were totally nullified to Hashem, and therefore the wisdom of Hashem just totally shined through them, and was channeled through them. So these are regular letters said by regular people, written down by regular people, but obviously with the wisdom of Hashem shining through them, and therefore these letters were uplifted. So just like the second type of stones, which were polished by, made special by a person. Like it's explained in Tere'er in that mimer. And this is what we said, the idea, the deeper idea behind the saying of the sages on the verse, Dvar Hashem, it says the word of Hashem, what is that referring to, the word of Hashem? This is referring to the laws, the Jewish law, which seemingly the word of Hashem, that's the, we should, according to what we just explained, should be referring to the written, the written Torah, um, the Chumash, that is the actual word of Hashem without any, you know, without man's letters tarnishing it or, you know, having any effect on it. But so the, the, sage, the sages say that Dvar Hashem, the word of Hashem, that is actually referring to the halacha, which is the oral Torah. The Jewish law, which is the letters, which from below, meaning from people, which the Tanaim Amiroim, the sages, the Talmud Chachamim, said these letters themselves, but they become, they become transformed into the words of Hashem, 
um, through the fact that they are uplifted and uh, become shiny, so to say, because the Tanaim and the Amiroim, these special rabbis who said these laws, obviously had no ego and no self you know, feeling of real, their independent existence. They were just channels for the word of Hashem to come through them, for the will of Hashem to shine through them. Turning to the next page, and this is even higher than the crown that is made up of the letters of the of the written Torah. Oh, barley eel, as like we explained before, to be simchas that when it says yem simchas the day of the joy of, of his heart, um, that is referring to the building of the base of mikdash is even higher than yem the day of his. Wedding, which is referring to the mountain Torah giving of the Torah. So, this is the higher level crown, which is basically the letters, the crown which is made up of stones, which is refined, polished by a person, made shiny by a person, which is referring to the letters that are not holy in their essence, but regular letters of the oral Torah that were uplifted and refined because the will of Hashem shined through these rabbis that spoke these, wor- these, these, le- these words, these letters. And this is actually the higher level the higher level of um, the crown, or the higher level, which is the, the letters of the oral Torah. We'll stop there at two lines on the top of page Kufud Ches 118. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chesidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chesidusonline.org and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast please consider doing that it will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha and to do that please email email me at rabbi gmail and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode thank you very much